us out. Good morning, everybody. It is early. I'm still waking up. Welcome to this fat girl life. I have a special bonus episode and I have the beautiful Tabitha Sweeney with me. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about body image and confidence and self-worth. These are such important topics, especially, you know, for us as women, you know, we, we tend to get mired down with that. And so that's what we're going to be discussing today. Before we get into that, though, you guys, if you have enjoyed this broadcast, if you are getting something out of it, if it is helping you, please consider supporting this broadcast. You can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. One coffee is literally $5. You can't even get coffee at Starbucks for $5. So please consider buying me a coffee and helping me keep going because I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys. And that's why I do this is for you guys. So back at the topic at hand, before we jump into it, Tabitha, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am a business owner and a mother of two. My children are five and seven. And currently we are in a remote um, learning week at school. So it's been real fun. Um, And I have learned that I am not the homeschool mom. So that is, I, you know, me and the kids, we like to be outside. We like to run and hike and and watch movies really that's it i love movies i love movie night we're having movie night tonight actually <laughs> we were just on hulu i'm like ooh, they have this and they have this and i just have the one appointment if i have coffee i'm good <laughs> unfortunately for us all of our movies now seem to be disney driven <laughs> related yeah, it's that age i remember that i i can still quote lines from movies i remember that age and my grandbaby's not quite old enough for that age yet so it's coming <laughs> well let's go into this topic now you guys as women and i think tabitha you actually kind of segued perfectly into it we tend to find our identity in what we do, not who we are. So I'm going to use my, my life as an example. I, when people ask me, you know, who are you? Without hesitation, and it's old habits, I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a grandmother. I am a business owner. I work for this company as well. None of those things, though, that's how I find my identity. Right. But none of those things answer, who are you? Right. We tend to lock ourselves in as what we do. And especially as mothers, we feel every failure and we feel like we have failed when something goes wrong, when in all reality, it's just one of those things. Shit happens. Yes. And we start connecting our self-worth and every part of ourselves into these identities that we have created. 
we've got to get out of this habit, guys. 100% we have to get out of this habit. I mean, do you see that happen in your life as well? All the time. So, um, as you know, as I was trying really hard to like not fall into this category, knowing what we were going to talk about today, and I still don't think I did a great job. But so, for everyone who doesn't know, I specialize in body body image and self worth, and I am a coach who works directly with women, and. It's the number one thing I see is that women are constantly looking for some sort of external validation. Mm-hmm. And we don't have the confidence in ourselves. And I am a firm believer that that's also why we carry so much of this mom guilt that we hear about um, or any level of guilt. That's so good. It's, Oh. That is so good. And it is, it's not just mom guilt. No, it's it not. It is partner guilt. It is work guilt, employee guilt. It is female guilt. As women, you know, again, there's that body image issue that we tie so much into. You see the Instagram models. You see these women on TV with unattainable beauty unless you have a whole lot of money to pay for your personal trainer and your specialized diet. That's not natural. And what you see there is not how they get up out of bed. No. None of Instagram, none of the media is real. I think when we have to, and that's the one thing I have to, I'm constantly reminding women of this, that when you flip through those reels and we see like, you know, the fitness model, her job, she gets paid to keep her body. And part of her agreement is, she doesn't have she doesn't have um other duties outside of being in the gym right she has people cooking for her mm-hmm. we can all eat healthy if someone just hands us a plate right like well even with eating healthy though let's look at how the climate of today going to the grocery store trying to buy groceries now, I've, I've gotten to a point in my life where I am trying to eat healthier. I have a whole lot of frozen vegetables in my freezer, though. And I do we do the steamed broccoli, cauliflower, and carrots with a little bit of cheese sauce, and it's amazing. It's my favorite. Not even going to lie. I'll eat a whole bag of it by myself. But for me to buy that fresh produce and make it, one, ain't nobody got time for that. I work a full-time job. I come home and I run a full-time business. Plus, I'm trying to make time to see my grandbaby and, you know, trying to be a good wife. I'm very blessed that I have a spouse who handles everything at the house. Like, I don't have to come home and clean house. My husband is amazing. I praise him all over the place because he handles that for me. 
Because if I had that on top of it, we'd be eating ramen every night. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've got to make a meal in with all that. I do not have time to slice and dice. It's frozen or it ain't happening. Right. So trying to get those healthy quinoa salads and, you know, all that stuff. Nobody's got time to do that. Not if you are a working, functioning person. Now, if that's your job and you've got a chef, by all means. Right. You do you, boo-boo. But that's not happening in my life. Well, no, and I think that's the important thing to remember, right? Like, we are comparing ourselves to these people who are not living in what I would consider to be reality. Um, on top of the fact that, you know, even as fantastic as their body looks, I can guarantee when they sit down, there's a role. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee there is some filters on the photos that we are seeing. Oh, and some airbrushing on the body. Let's don't forget the beauty of the spray tan. Right. That you can have that contouring done. Absolutely. So Makeup plays wonders. We are holding ourselves to the standard that is completely unapproachable, unrealistic. It doesn't even exist. It's really smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, we learned that that's what life is like. That's what we're supposed to work towards. And that is just sad because it takes away from so many other things that actually bring us joy. And I don't know if you can see the comments that I'm putting on the screen. We actually have some comments coming in. Awesome. So, and yeah, those filters. It's amazing what they do with those filters, especially on TikTok. Yeah. There's a totally off topic. There's a filter on there, though, that it's the old lady face. I am 45 years old. My mother, when she passed away, was 60. That filter, like, I already look a lot like my mom, but with that filter, I thought my mom would kind of pass the grave. <laughs> I mean, that's how good those filters are. They are. And it's, again, it makes it unattainable, but we beat ourselves up because we can't attain it. Well, And I think it's really important to also note that in a lot of instances, these girls who are posting these ridiculous photos of themselves all over Instagram a hundred times a day, sometimes when you actually sit and meet them and talk with them, they are the most insecure of all of us. Uh They're posting for those comments. Yep, that is their self-esteem boost. That, right, that's exactly how they do it. So we forget that, like, we're judging them and we're like, we are trying to obtain to be that. But inside, they are broken. We are all broken. We shouldn't say that. None of us are broken. We all believe that we are broken. And, and I love how you worded that just now. I really do. Because, and, you know, I'm going to take it a step further. Because we are all broken in a little bit. It's not even a belief. We all have a part of ourselves that is broken. Yes. That no matter how much work you do, 
And yes, it is important to do work on yourself. But it does not matter how much work you do. The reason you're doing the work is because you were so broken. And you hit that point where you saw the brokenness. Yes. And you wanted to make a change. So you tackle one broken area. And you get that mended. And the stitches are in. It's all wrapped up. And then you have to go to the next broken area. And there, those broken areas, it could be the smallest little crack. It's still broken. Yes. None of us have arrived. There is not one person on the face of this earth who does not have at least one broken part. Everybody has. You're right. Everybody does. And the problem is we forget. We only see our brokenness. We forget that everyone has it. Yep. And we judge ourselves. No one judges us harder than we judge ourselves. 100%. I actually, I saw this as a post on Facebook. And it stuck with me. It's one of those that just, like, embedded itself. If you look in the mirror, think about the things you say to yourself. If you said those words to your best friend, would they be your best friend? No. Mm -hmm. They would slap you upside the face and walk away. Why do we say it to ourselves? I use that as an example a lot in my coaching. Like, would would you even consider saying those words to your mother, to your sister, to your best friend? And everyone's like, I would never say that. I would then why would you say it to you? Yeah. Because our thoughts are the most powerful thing about us. 100% agree. The scary part is the sub, our subconscious thoughts are our most powerful tool. And so many of us are, are we don't even realize how, the amount of women I, I talk to and they'll say, I didn't realize I was this negative. I didn't realize I criticized myself this harshly. Or I didn't realize that I didn't even really want this. I'm just trying to lose weight because society knows I should. Because I'm supposed to. And the thing is, especially you commented on the weight thing. When you're doing that because society said to do it, it doesn't matter how much weight you lose. Because you're still, you're, you didn't fix that part of you that was being bothered. So one of my favorite beliefs, quotes, beliefs, whatever, is the fact that weight loss is a fringe benefit of creating a, a healthy lifestyle. It should never be the goal. And that's kind of what I teach on, like, Weight loss as a goal, you're never going to achieve it. You'll never make it. You'll never believe in yourself. It will never change how you feel. But if you actually are living a healthier life that you can maintain, there is no end date to it. You can eat a cookie and carry on with your day with no guilt, no no anything. Mm-hmm. If you... See weight loss as a, what's the word I'm looking for? As a, um, 
because of your changes in lifestyle. That's great. But if you are setting out in any way, shape, or form to lose weight, it's a diet. Yep. And diets, the diet culture is meant to fail. Yes. It is meant to fail. And the reason for that is the money. When you subscribe to these diets, and I remember growing up, we had Atkins, we had Weight Watchers, all of those. And I know Weight Watchers is still a thing. I don't know if Atkins is still a thing. But you pay them money for these prepackaged meals and for all this help. And then you fail. Yep. And they beat you down and get you to spend more money. Yep. Because you didn't do it right the first time. So let's try again. We're going to try harder. And every single time we go through that, and we have all gone through it. Oh, yeah. Um, every single time that we go through that, our body, scientifically, our body and mentally, we crack a little bit more. That crack is a little bit bigger. And it it breaks my heart. I hear these stories and I watch and I see commercials and I don't know where we are because I'm over here, you know, in New York. Um, we have a specific diet center that is basically doctor run um, anorexia. And they have you on such a low calorie diet that they tell you, you cannot exercise. Oh my God. People lose 100, 200 pounds. And yeah, I, you're losing muscle mass because you can't do anything. And I'm like, this is not healthy. This is not, this, and they're like, but doctors run it. This still doesn't make it healthy. I have doctors a prescribe pain meds too. It doesn't make it a good thing. Right. Doctors prescribe all kinds of things. Oh, it, it's just, it's so sad because everybody so desperately wants to achieve that, that they are willing to be absolutely miserable just to have that appearance, just to get the, and really, if you think about it, what's it really about? It's about the compliments. Yep. Uh, the external it's about pleasing somebody else. Yes. Because you are miserable during the process. Mm-hmm. But that person over there thinks you look good and they're happy about it. Yeah. That stranger that is walking down the street that you may never see again. You could run them over with your car and not know who they are. Yes. But they smiled at you. Yes. Yeah. It is. I, I've spent a, I spent a decade. I've been in the fitness industry for a decade. And once upon a time, before I was a mother, I was that trainer who didn't even realize that I was like feeding into this problem. And way back then, if you would ask me, like, does your is your are you confident because of your body? No, it has nothing to do with my little tight muscles and body that I that I had until I got pregnant. And everything changed. Yep. And I realized as soon as I 
my body did what it is naturally supposed to do. I suddenly wanted to like have a t-shirt that was like, I just had a baby. I just, and you know what? I lost weight after the first one. After the second one, I weigh exactly the same today as I did the day I gave birth. And I am 100% okay with it. I think you look amazing. I mean, it. This, this is my life and it doesn't prevent me from doing anything I want to do. That's the first question I ask people when they talk about losing weight. Does you, is your body physically stopping you from doing something you want to do? And if they tell me no and there's no medical reason, right, then they are never allowed to speak of weight loss to me again. We speak about everything else. And we talk all about how they feel and all the reasons to work out that are not, have nothing to do with weight loss. I love that. I'm actually putting that question in the chat. Yes. Because that is something that we really need to think about. Is yes. your body stopping you? Because if your body is not stopping you, then just go do what you want to do. Yes. There's nothing, you know, you don't have an excuse. Go do it. I have the best, the best solution when your jeans don't fit. Like the easiest, simplest, best solution of how to get those jeans to fit. Donate them and go buy a new pair. Uh, the first thing in my mind was throw them away. Get rid of them. Or, you know what? Here's a upcycle. Yes. I remember growing up, my mother did this for me one year. And it was, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. It was Christmas time, and we all decided we were going to make, hand make a gift. My mom took a pair of my old jeans that didn't fit and turned them into a purse. Ooh. I used that purse as my book bag the whole school year. People thought that was so cool. Like, where did you get that? I want one. I'm like, yeah, my mama. Yeah. My mom did that for me. You know, and that was the neatest thing. I still got to have the cool jeans. Yeah. Not on my butt. I mean, we get so attached. Like, where did this whole thing that we're going to buy clothes a size smaller and hang them in the closet and use them as motivation? Like, where does that even come from? Like, that's you know, true. Again, I, it comes from media. Yes. We see that on TV constantly. Ugh. I see it on shows all the time of the husband's like, oh, throw this out and wipe. No, I will wear it again. Yes. Yeah. And I, I really can't say that too much. There, are, I don't keep the clothes in my closet just because I want to make them a goal. I just don't throw them out. <laughs> and my husband literally. I'm in my dining room right now. My husband is sitting in my living room watching me and giving me this look of, I've been telling you to throw shit away for how long now? Because ideally he was supposed to have half the closet. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so I, he's been telling me for about the past month, it's time to purge. Yeah. I don't want to purge. I, and that's actually who just commented as much. 
Yeah, I totally, I totally, uh, I have a weird, like, I have a weird sentiment with my clothes just because I love clothes. Yes. And then all of a sudden one day I'll be like, okay, it's time to purge. And then I'm throwing out like garbage bags and garbage bags to like donate to the church because. Last time I purged, it was. Yeah. Five bags of clothing and two trash bags full of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I just like having choices and options. Exactly. It has to fit the mood. Yeah. It has to fit the mood. Yes. I can completely agree. Thank you. Agree. I, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. So let's talk real quick about ways that we can find that confidence and that acceptance outside of our body, outside of this identity that we have created for ourselves that has nothing to do with us. It has to do with what we do. Yeah. So the first thing I an exercise I always go through with my, my clients is, um, I call it ego versus heart and your ego is it's society pressure. It's all the media. It's everything your parents always told you growing up that you need to want to achieve, to be in your heart is what you really want. And so if they're not aligned you feel it. Like, you know, there's like a struggle internally and you, you know. And so one of the first things I do with people is really sit down and like, well, what do you want? Okay. Now let's really like strip away everything. If no one could judge you, if no one could see, if you didn't have to answer to anyone, would you still want that same thing? And the amount of people who are working in jobs that they wouldn't want to work in, the amount of people who got married because they thought it was time to get married. Yeah, that's what you do. Right. The amount that they became mothers, they, they did all these things. And when you actually get to the bottom of it, they're like, none of this was actually my choice. It's what I was supposed to do. And so before we can really find that confidence, I feel like we really have to know that. We have to know the answer to that. What do you want? your life to be what do you want it to look like who do you want to be i love that and then we have to the one thing i tell people is that we have to remember that shame cannot grow in the light so if we have that secret if who we want to be is something that we keep like pushing down 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 because we're embarrassed or because it's not what society says or because we don't know who would judge us for it, then we're creating a shame around it. Mm -hmm. And we will never be confident in ourselves. But once you finally say it, put it out there, own it, there's no more shame. Shame cannot grow in the light. So... A lot of people are out there and they're trying to change their appearance because they don't look the way society has told them. But really they are okay with what they look like. They're trying to, they're trying to change it to appease other people. Mm -hmm. And so once you finally just say like, listen, I'm okay with this. 
and you start just living a transparent life. Stop saying you're fine when you're not. Stop saying everything's good when you're not. Stop saying that making excuses for why you're driving a car that has rust on it. Who cares? Sometimes those hoopties are the best cars ever. I mean, you just... I remember my first hoopty. I loved my hoopty. My car, I mean, my car literally just got pulled off the road for Ross. And when people would say things and they'd be like, you got to get a new car. And I was like, I have no car payments. Do you know what car payments are? Like, that's just not on my priority list right now. Mm-hmm. Why do I want higher insurance? And in would it be nice? Yeah, it's nice when I drive my mom's car and it's got heated seats and everything. Yeah, but it's a lot more money that is, I would rather go on vacation. Right? I, exa- I'm, I'm loving that you said that because I, my husband and I do the same thing. We, yes, there are things that we are very bougie about. My coffee is one of them. Like, even the coffee that I'm drinking at home, we have the fresh ground beans. We don't buy ground coffee. It has to be whole beans. Yeah. With the syrups and all that. Or I go to Dutch Brothers. I am very bougie about my coffee. I love my purses. Right. But you know what? There's a whole lot that I'll buy, buy generic about. Or, you know, my husband's in my first date. I love this story. We went to a little Jamaican place. Had amazing jerk chicken. So good. As he's getting ready to pay, I look at him like, hold on. I have a coupon. Buy one, get one. I'm all about that. Save save that money. Let's do something better with it later. Yes. And my husband still, you know, he laughed and you know, has said that's when he knew that we I was the one. Because I had a coupon. <laughs> we go to Vegas and I will scour to save money on that hotel room. And we will stay on Fremont, not the strip, to save money. That way we can go and do the other things that we want to do and not pay for this hotel room that we're never going to be in. I mean, think about how many people go to Disney and get the, like, most expensive packages. And I'm like, I'm in, like, the value of value resorts because we're not in the room. Yep. People are spending, I mean, I have friends who are living paycheck to paycheck who are driving around in BMWs and Lexus. And I, what because that's because that's what the outside sees. And I'm like, oh. that just seems stupid to me. I I am right there. So if you're driving around in the car that you cannot afford because of the way it makes you look, then you are not being you need some work. You need to work on your inner confidence because the confidence comes from being like. Well, stupid you, you can't go on vacation because you've got that car payment. I'm going here. Yep. And that's, that's I think, our, our confidence, I truly think, comes, it's a work in progress. And I think it comes from reiterating our, to ourselves over and over and over 
again, what's real and what's not. Well, and um, my husband actually just posted a comment. He's been kind of mentioning it of a documentary or a docuseries that he watched on Netflix, Social Dilemma. Well, I haven't seen that. really kind of goes into how social media has affected youth. Mm. And that's where it really hits in is in that youth because as adults were affected, but not nearly as much as teenagers. I am so thankful that there was no Facebook when I was in high school and college. Right? Like, I am so thankful that we didn't have computers. Everyone didn't have their own computer. Like, there was one computer in the house when I think I was a junior in high school when we finally got a computer. And you had that horrific noise logging into AOL. And it sat in the dining room. Because whatever you were doing, everyone needed to be able to see it. There was no YouTube. There was no, I mean, my kids know hard, fast rule in our house is that YouTube is only allowed to be played on the downstairs TV so that I can see whatever it is. Because it, it'll go from being totally normal and totally innocent to something real creepy. Yep. Real fast. And you're, and you're like, whoa, whoa. But I know most of their friends don't have the same role. And I can't imagine the way that this. I do not envy my children growing up in, in the social media world. Not one bit. Yeah. And it's, it's so prevalent. I mean, and I listen, or I see, you know, things that different parents do, like where I work, you know, I'll see parents that just give their kids the tablet and say, hey, go watch whatever. And they'll be in one, you know, one area, the parents in another. And I hear things that come off these tablets and I'm like, oh my God. I let my grandbaby say those things. I will slap him to next week. Yes. You know, and it, you can't even put parental controls on. Actually, John just commented. You can't even put some parental controls on because these kids know how to, you know, do it. In a different manner. Yep. And you've got the extra browsers now that help you get past parental controls. Yeah. So that it's all hidden. It's, I can't, my kids do not have tablets. Um, she, my daughter got one for Christmas last year and her attitude took a major dump and it was taken away. And then we tried to give it back. Man, it went right, like instantaneously right back to that sass. Mm. And then, and, it, and I was like, Bip. and she, so I think she got it last Christmas. And I think she's had it in her possession for about two weeks total. Oh, wow. And it's currently gone. She, I'm like, you don't know. There's no, you're not getting it back. I don't know when you will or if you ever will. Um, and their little minds are so not, and that's, I think, what the big worry is, right? Because their little minds are not formed yet. Mm -hmm. It's so petty. All these outside forces telling them all these things, telling them they're not good enough, telling them to do this, telling, like, and you're just, 
it it makes you sad like deep in your core because my daughter is seven and I see her insecurities uh -huh. and I'm like, you should be outside swinging on swings and going down slides and not worrying about any of these things. Yeah. These things should not even be a thought in your head. No. And I think that goes to show how prevalent and how influential social media is. I completely agree. Guys, I think we're going to call it on today's conversation. This has been amazing. It's been a little gut-wrenching at times because it's really kind of pulled on the heart. Mm -hmm. One thing that I am going to encourage, if you're feeling those broken parts, find somebody to help you. There are amazing coaches out there. And everybody charges differently. You know, I kind of work on a let's figure out what you can afford type basis. There are other coaches that do charge a lot more. But find a coach that meshes well with you. That's the biggest thing. Find somebody that you feel you can really open up to and be honest with. That is key because if you're not honest, you're not doing real work. But find somebody that can help you. If you want to reach out to me, get in my DMs. I will gladly talk to you. And I think Tabitha would say the same thing. Absolutely. Slide into those DMs. Because that's what we specialize in. That's what we're here for. This is what we went through all the training for. Yes. And we definitely want to help you get to the point where you've got the stitches. And you've got the ace bandage on it. And you're ready to move to the next part. You guys are amazing. You are beautiful. In fact, I'm going to quote one of my favorite movies, The Help. You is smart. You is beautiful. You is important. Those three key pillars right there. Yes. Every single person watching and or listening. Tabitha, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and being with me. I do have one final question for you. I ask this of every person who comes on this podcast. Yes. What do you love about yourself? My resilience, I think. Um, I mean, I, it's been a rough couple of years, and it's the one word that if, if I was not resilient, I would not still be sitting. I I don't know where I would be, but it wouldn't be here. Um, I know that. So I think my resilience is just, it's what led me to be where I am. I love that. And that's the first time I've heard that answer. I've been doing this show since end of January. And that's the first time I've heard that. So I absolutely love that. Yes. You guys. I will be back again later. I've got three more episodes that I'm doing today between The Rope of Hope and This Fat Girl Life. So you definitely want to stay tuned. My next episode is 3 p.m. Mountain Time. So make sure to tune in. Thank you so much for being here with me today, guys. Have a great, wonderful day. Happy Halloween.